badass. Can you feel it? Yeah, that's good shit. Listen, here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah, what? Uh, all right. Welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. And uh, shout out to Senjin Boychuk, who uh, made that beautiful intro for me. And, uh, you know, uh, that guy actually, uh, Ben Allen Curry, you know, we have Ben Allen Curry on the show today. And Ben, that guy did all that by himself. Like that's, the riffs, everything, man. That's good insane. stuff, man. Sounded Hell good, yeah. Too. Oh, dude, it was incredible. Uh, today we have special guest, Ben Allen Curry. What's up? Not much, buddy. What's going on with you? Dude, just living, man. Trying to trying to balance all the things that got going on. And You are pretty busy from what I heard uh, when we were talking over the last few days. A little bit, yeah. I've got uh, work happening and got a little girl to take care of and got a little boy Birdie on Ray. the way. Yeah, Birdie Ray. You found out it's a boy, eh? Yep, we got a boy on the way. He'll be here. Wow. The yep, million-dollar family coming up here. That's right. That's right. Good we got for the you. White picket fence and everything. Good for you, buddy. Oh, man. And how old's Birdie Ray now? She just turned a year at the end of February. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow, man. Time flies. My oldest just turned five. My youngest just turned three. Wow. Yeah. No, time flies, man. These kids. Uh, so you're going to find out with Birdie Ray uh, when she's a toddler. Toddlers toddlers are like a blender without the lid. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're insane. She's getting there, man. Like she's, she's starting to like figure out if she fusses, she gets attention. So like when she's eating and, you know, maybe we're doing dishes or something, she just starts like screaming and like shaking <laughs> her head. I'm like, oh, my God, this is my child for sure. Can she say anything yet? Dude, she's saying a lot. She's saying mama, dada, bottle, uh, thank you, like all Sweet. kind of stuff, dude. Yeah. We've, we've, we've come a long right way from Birdie Ray. I'd like to meet you. Yeah, yeah. She, right. So we're, uh, I guess I could kind of tell the story of that since we're talking about her. Uh, so when we were 20 weeks pregnant, my, we went to the doctor, and this is after we had already lost a little girl. Um, so anyway, we went to the doctor and it was at 20 weeks. We went for our scan and the doctor was, or the, you know, the, uh, technician was looking and you kind of tell, like, she wasn't really saying a whole lot and we didn't know what we were looking at there. So anyway, we get done with that and go in the doctor's office and she comes in and she's like, uh, there's something wrong with your little girl and we don't know what it is and you're going to have to go see a specialist and like just this sinking feeling came over us, man. Like, cause we had just gone through this, you know, we had just yeah. lost a little girl. So we're like, Oh my God, here we are again. Something terrible is wrong and we're going to lose another child. And so it was actually that day that I went home and just kind of sat by myself and was thinking about all these emotions. And I wrote that song, Birdie Ray. And, uh, I play, I think it was a couple of days later, I ended up playing it uh for my wife and that's where that video kind of went viral on that but uh anyway after that we went to we went to go see a specialist a couple days later and found out she was diagnosed with spina bifida which is like a it's called a neural tube defect so something yes. when they're forming like 
their their spine and their nerves don't quite form properly and they call it the snowflake disease because like every child that has it is different and you don't really know like how bad it's going to be what the effects are going to be so you know and if i knew now or knew then what i know now like i wouldn't have worried one bit because dude she is she is absolutely amazing like she is overcoming everything like she hasn't started walking yet which a lot of those kids usually have problems walking uh but they also a lot of fluid gets built up in their brain like spinal fluid yeah and they usually have to have like a drain put in and she hasn't had to have that so far and it's amazing yeah dude she's she's crawling she's standing on her own i mean she is so close to walking it's not even funny. I mean, she she can hold my hold my hand with one you know one arm, and she can follow me around the house. Like kids are resilient, man. When there's a way, there's a will, or when there's a will, there's a way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Man, my my daughter uh, behind in her speech. You know what I mean? She she has a hard time talking, or had a hard time talking. You know what I mean? And uh, we thought she was she was five weeks early, so she she had. You know, she's already behind. She had to spend some time in the NICU, and we knew she was going to be a little bit behind, anyways, right? So, you know, come school time, it's like, oh shit, look at that kid over there is is saying things in full sentences, and my daughter can't say anything yet, you know, and oh, not anything, but she she has a hard time saying some things. Well, man, let me tell you, the school system has gone above and beyond to helping my daughter with her with her speech and her language. She, man, her language from when she started school to now, uh, she just started school this past uh, September. So from the time she started till now, night and day difference. Really? Oh, yeah. They're working That's- on it. We're working on things at home too, right? So, yeah. yeah like, she, she's, man, kids, man, they'll surprise you every time. Dude, and they're all so different. Like, you know, we were real into, like, reading about, different kids like different people with you know spina bifida and like it's like every kid's different like they're all going to learn differently they're you know they're going to start walking at different times start crawling at different times and we just like quit worrying about all that stuff you know like no matter no matter what what it is like we're still going to love our daughter and you know enjoy her and, and be surrounded by her like you know so what's the point of worrying about all that stuff you know, that's when I first saw you on TikTok, actually. The Birdie Ray video popped across my FYP, right? And I was like, oh, oh, damn, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So I went to your page, and I went down the rabbit hole. You work in the oil field in, in yeah. the U.S. And I was like, wow, okay, this is cool. Not only does he, you know, have this incredible singing thing going on, and he's, you know, I'm a father, and, and he's a soon-to-be father, and, you know, all that love he's showing, right? He also works in the oil field, you know, and yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, like where, okay, where is he at? Texas. I think you're in Texas, right? Well, actually I, I live in Louisiana, but yeah, I've, I've been working in Texas uh, for the past like eight years. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of traveling over there. It's like a 10 hour drive. Is oh, wow. Work. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, Texas is the hot spot. Other than how, Canada, Canada. How did you get into the oil field? Like, you know, like what was what was your journey there, and and you know why? You know. Well, so it's funny because my my dad worked in the oil field, and my stepdad worked in the oil field. He eventually got out, got into the car business, or you know, painting cars and doing body work. But it's like I always knew, like that's where I was going to end up. Like 
you know, when I graduated high school, I, you know, college was not a thing on my mind. And so I, I actually went to work uh, doing electrical work, like commercial, residential. And uh, dude, it's a long story, but I guess we got time, right? We got time. So I'll... Um, so I struggled with drugs and alcohol like my senior year of high school and I got strung out on opiates. And that's why I was telling you about listening to that guy's story that, uh, what was his name? Oh, uh, MGK. So that, that, that was episode two. That was, uh, Dennis or we call him Tyrell. Right. Um, or opiates, Dougie Snakes, right? Yeah, because De- Dennis, 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 and I were uh, episode two. Dougie Snakes was episode eight, and yeah, uh, yeah Dougie Snakes, wild, wild stories. You yeah. should give him a follow for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna check him out. So, uh, I, I too struggle with that stuff, man, and I don't really m- remember where it got started or how it got started. But uh, dude, next thing I know, I'm just like, you know, just to survive, I'm having to eat opiates and. I mean, it used to be fun at one time, like drinking and all that stuff. And just at some point, it just wasn't anymore. Right. And actually, when I was in high school, I was uh, I got in a fight with this guy and he pulled out a knife and he actually stuck it in my side and pulled it down and just about killed me. And that didn't stop me. You know, like I can remember after that, like getting healed up and recovering. I was actually laying in my bed or on my parents' couch and I was getting my buddies to bring me a 12 pack. Like I just had like this, I don't know, man, it's just insanity. Like you almost lose your life and you're sitting there doing the things that got you in that position in the first place, you know? So, uh, you know, there were several things that happened that just uh, actually what really got me to, uh, get sober and go to treatment was, um, I just ran out of money. Like, you know, I didn't have any more money. I was, I was getting sick and I was like, man, I've had enough. So I finally told somebody and I got put in a treatment and that was 13 years ago. So I've been, I've been sober for 13 years, but during yes, that sir. time, yeah. So during that time, getting back to the oil field, uh, I was like jumping from job to job cause I couldn't keep a job. And, uh, I was actually on my way to, uh, to, uh, go through orientation to get on a drilling rig. And on the way there, I was like popping lower tabs. Like I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't quit. I knew that they were going to give me a drug test. I knew I was going to fail and I was taking off doing it anyway. And then, uh, so of course I failed my drug test and then I came back and, uh, I stopped by my, my dad's place on the way back to Louisiana. He owned a tree business. So I actually did tree work for a couple of years going through all that. And then, uh, after I got sober, man, I went, I went to college, went back to college cause I failed out the first time and, uh, got a degree in engineering. And as soon as I finished up, man, I went to work in the oil field. So I'm like a field supervisor on, a, on the construction you. side. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Good for you. And, and you're still sober. You're, you're clean and whatnot. Yep. Been clean 13 years, man. Good for you, man. No, that's that's a huge that's a huge success story. You know what I mean? Good for you, buddy. You know it takes a strong-minded person to realize that there's an issue and they need help. It takes a strong-minded person or a strong person to admit when there's an issue and there's a problem and you it needs to change. So yeah. good for you. Good for you for recognizing that. That's huge. Well, it's crazy, man. Because like when I was going through it, I just thought that I was like too young to be alcoholic. 
I mean, I knew I had a drug problem, but like alcohol was like, I'm too young, you know, like people that are like me, they don't have drug problems. And then I go to treatment and, you know, start being around more sober people. And you realize it's doctors, it's lawyers, it's, you know, the everybody, guys, everybody, dude, like it can happen to anybody and everybody. And it does. It happens to a lot of people. And uh, it sucks, man. I wish that, you know, especially with the opiates, like that stuff just can ruin you. What is, how does it make you feel when people uh, look down on oil field workers and say, oh, go, you guys are just on drugs and you're just high and, and drunk all the time and, you know, go snort another line? Man, you know, I, I never, in all the years that I've been out there, I've never really experienced that. Like, have you? No, never. Like, I know I've heard of it. I've heard right. of it, but I've never experienced it. I've never, I've never seen it. You know what I mean? You hear about it, but you never see it. And yeah. it's, it's, but I mean, also, you know, if you put yourself in that, if you go searching for it or go, or go seek it out, I'm sure it's not hard, right. but you know, I've never personally seen it. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because actually, uh, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she had a real close friend and, uh, you know, we had been seeing each other while I was out in Oldfield. Like I'd be gone for months at a time. And it's funny because her friend was like, oh, that's just the Oldfield guy. You don't you don't need to get with him. He's out there sleeping around and doing drugs and all this stuff. And it's like, what? I, no. I never. Yeah, no. No. You know, there's uh, there's a few bad apples that give the rest a bad name. Right. Yeah. And and, you know, it's hard to it's hard to shake those, um, you know, the, the judgmental or what, what's the word I'm looking for? the um, you know the dark cloud that's over 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 that industry right maybe back in the day that was all it was right but you know i think the culture's changing for sure for sure absolutely so so like how did you get into songwriting like so we're in the oil field boom songwriter man uh well when you're out there for 60 hours a week and you're living in a 24 foot camper and you know you have your sundays off but other than that i mean you're working 12 13 hours a day like i had a guitar i went back to the camper and started cranking out tunes i mean i you know i i grew up playing the guitar when i since i was like 13 but you know actually when i got sober is really when i started kind of honing in on it and of course being in the oil field i started like I said, I had plenty of time in the evenings, you know, I wasn't out partying or nothing like that. So I was just writing songs, man. And there was a guy out there that I worked with and we just, you know, we bonded and wrote like that song Midland we wrote together, um, Rig Welder, which is a, like a popular one. Yep, we we wrote that, that song together. So, you know, that's just what we did when we had spare time and Oh, feel money. Yeah, boy. Actually, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that song, man. I, that's, that's uh, yeah, I can get all the sleep I want when I die. Oh, yeah. feel money. It kind of yeah. kind of tells a story, right? It does. It does, man. And you know the bags under my eyes, bro. You know what I mean? That's yeah. It. It. I'm tired, but hey, got to make that old feel money. You know. And dude, I was listening to that podcast with I guess uh, with Dan, right? And you know, we're talking about like mental health and, you know, how you were, 
living with your parents or your wife's parents at the time and like yeah. you know, staying away and just working like man i could relate to that so much because like there's times when i could have come home and i'm just like dude i'll just stay out here and work and make money and like you get addicted to that you do you really like, do you get addicted to the money you get addicted to the lifestyle Yep. And, it's, and after a while, it, it, yeah, the money's nice, but it becomes less about the money and more about the lifestyle, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the camaraderie that you experience out there on the rig floor or out on site with the, with the boys, right? Like, it's unmatched. You can't find that anywhere else. I've right. tried. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you can't. You know, you're all tired. You're all wet. You're all dirty. You're all missing home. And, and there's no one else you'd rather go to war with. The guy next to you is experiencing the same thing you're experiencing, right. and and you you bond. It, it's kind of like a trauma bond, maybe. I don't want to call <laughs> it a trauma bond, but it, it, it's probably a trauma bond. It is, dude. Because like that guy that I that I wrote with out there a lot, I can remember telling him like, "Dude, this sucks right now. Like, you know, we're working all these hours and not getting to go home, and like, but these are the best days of our lives, probably. Like, one day we're gonna look back and be like, man, I miss those days." And that was, you know, eight years ago. And I was just talking to him on the phone the other day. And I'm like, you remember when I said that we were going to miss those days? I was like, I miss those days, you know? Yeah. You know, I, we had this conversation um, in another podcast too about missing, missing this. Right. And, you know, like it was cold when, when we had that conversation and I'm like, nah, I'm probably not going to miss it too much, but you know, it's warm outside now. So my, <laughs> my attitude's changed a little bit, you know, I'm going to miss these days one day. You know what I mean? I'm not going to miss not being able to see my family. Right. I'm not going to miss missing all that kind of stuff, but I am going to miss the camaraderie. I'm going to miss going to war with the boys. I'm going to miss those long days where you're grinding it out. And and you're you're not just doing it for yourself. You found a higher purpose to do it for. You know, it's it's getting up when you don't want to get up. Your feet hitting the floor when you're too tired to walk, and you find that extra gear anyways. And you and you do it. You're you're doing it. You know, you're doing it for a higher purpose. And that's not right now. I'm pooping. I'm busy right now. Anyway, so yeah, I'm busy. What? Okay, thank you. I gotta edit that out. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Anyway. Anyway, so so you're working right now. You're at what you call I mean, camp, right? Yeah, I'm in camp. Yeah, yeah, I'm in camp. Sorry about that. No, no worries. I I've heard you say that before. I'm like camp. I guess he's talking about like main camp, right? So y'all. Yeah. Camp set up. Yeah. Yeah. We have a camp, you know, this my room, this is my bed, TV in there, the door. And yeah, man, I'm right across from the kitchen. I actually have it. I like it. I like it, you know. Over yeah. over here I got, you know, for those lonely nights, got the KY. <laughs> <laughs> See, they had those out there when I was in West Texas and I ended up just getting a camper and just stayed in the camper, but I think I probably would have enjoyed like being in a camp because like they cook for you and stuff, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They Dude, that's, food supplies. that's awesome. Yeah. So you get housekeeping. The housekeeping comes and they clean your room. You, you get food. You get lunches. You know what I mean? It's y'all have like man, a workout area, a gym, or 
Most camps do, yeah. Most camps have like a, a really nice gym. This one, not, not so well. Uh, you know, uh, you got to go down the road there because town is like ten minutes away. I got you. And and the gym's right there, right? There's two gyms. This is a really small oil field town, so there's two gyms. One of them is down the road there. It's the multiplex. It's got a pool. It's got like a gymnasium. It's got a gym. Uh, hot tub, all that cool stuff. It's got an ice rink. You know, they play hockey there. And and then the one down the road from there uh, is open 24-7, whereas that other one is not. But this one's open 24-7. It's got only the workout room. So Right. That's awesome. So what's your schedule like? Do you work like a two weeks on, a week off, or what? So here, and, and that's what I like about where I currently am, and I've been here for four years, um, you know, I get to set my own schedule. Right. I can, you know, I stay in for uh, no less than three weeks. Right. So three weeks is my, my minimum. And then, you know, sometimes four, once in a while, five. I'll never go above the five again. I used to do six months at a time when I was living with uh, my in-laws there for a little bit. Right. And whatnot. And that was, those were some hard times, man. You know what I mean? Six uh, yeah, and I'd go home for less than a week, oh and then I'd come back. Right, I, 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 I didn't like how I was made to feel there. Right, yeah. And my home wasn't home. Right. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't a place where I felt welcome. Right, and that's hard mentally. That that gets to you, right? And yeah, it's it was really hard, and I struggled with that for like a year and a half. You know, and. Close to two years, maybe. And, you know, I finally one day was like, okay, hey, I'm done with that. You know what I mean? Like, this is my family. It is time. I, I need to be there. They need to be near me and yada, yada, yada. So we, we, we switched things up a bit. So, yeah. So now it's three months? No, three weeks. Okay. Th- yeah, like, no, geez. no. Jeez, I would never. Three months? No, no. Um, yeah. I I can't ever leave my family like that again. Not for that yeah. long, you know. So that's that's yeah, that's not good. It's not good for anybody. Me mentally, them mentally, and just the family right. dynamic in total, right? In, in general. Yeah. But doesn't it make it so good, like being away and then get to come home? Like, yeah, are you like off go- for like a week? Yeah. I get to go home in exactly seven days. So I'm, the countdown's on for me. You know, I uh, one week, one week till home, you know, one week till I'm holding my babies in my arm again, giving them like kisses. My daughter's already, my three-year-old's already said, dad, when you come home, we're cuddling on the couch. I'm like, hell yeah. 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 You don't have to ask me twice. You said sit on the couch. <laughs> I'm there. You're hell there with yeah. me. Perfect. I get to, you know, I get to be with my wife and, and, and watch movies with her and, you know, you know, husband, wife time. We're trying for another baby. We're trying for a third year. So I, oh, wow. you know, get get in some of that uh, hanky panky, I guess. <laughs> leave, leave the KY at the camp, huh? Leave the KY at the camp, man. Actually, she's already wet enough. <laughs> nope, nope. She's wet enough. Hey, you're eating Chick Fil A, bro. What you know about what do you know about the Lord's chicken? Oh, the Lord's chicken, brother. Okay, so whenever we go to the states, which this time home, uh, we're going to Montana. And we go strictly, we, we base our trip around where there's a Chick-fil-A, right? Really? We got to get that Chick-fil-A. So I used to live out east and out east when Buffalo and whenever we go, Chick-fil-A's there, right? They used to have a Chick-fil-A here in, where I live in the airport was shit. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, now they've got one in Toronto, two in Toronto, maybe, maybe even three. They're building them all over the place anyway. Um, but man, the Lord's Chicken. 
Dude. I love, I love, I love their burgers. Gotta and look what fix. they started. Look what they started, man. You know what I mean? Like Chick Fil A started a chicken burger. Now everyone's got a chicken burger to con- to counter theirs. No one has, no one has, no one has duplicated it. KFC has come close. KFC is probably the closest that, that I've had so far to it. Still not there. Still far yeah. away. You, what, you ever heard of Popeyes? You probably don't of know. Of course. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have uh, Popeyes here. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, they they try, man, and it just it wasn't hitting. Can't do it. Can't nope. do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um. So I there's actually a documentary on Netflix about uh was it Netflix or YouTube about Chick Fil A and 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 the crazy hierarchy or monarchy they have, <laughs> and um so despite being closed on Sundays, right? Uh, Chick Fil A is the th- fastest growing restaurant in america right and despite not being on every street corner like a mcdonald's they're they're outgrowing them um you know um they lose almost two billion dollars a year not opening up on sunday and there is a uh franchise or a store i guess in in the mercedes superdome and they refuse to open it on super bowl sunday they don't care Money is not, they don't care about the money. It's the Lord's day. That's it. Right. And so I was reading about it and they have a succession line drawn up for like the next hundred years or more. So if the current owner dies, his like third brother's son moves into position. And if that doesn't work out, they have like his first brother's daughter moves there. And if that doesn't work out, Billy Joe Cyrus from Montana moves into position. <laughs> it's, it's insane, man. It's an insane so, thing though. That, 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 that a restaurant chain has all these like plans for what if someone dies? World domination. It's kind world of domi- I can't wait. Chick-fil-A well, takeover. They're so efficient at the drive through. I don't know if they are oh up there. But it's like, Oh yeah. Dude, you can get in and out. You roll up and you're like, oh my God, it's going to take forever. And then bam, you got your food. So, yeah. You know, In and Out, speaking of In and Out, one of my other favorite restaurants in America that we do not have here the burger. The In and Out burger. In and Out burger, man. Oh yeah. my God. So, so being from Texas, right? Uh, oh, you're from Louisiana. You work in Texas. So, in Louisiana, how close to NOLA? How, how close to NOLA are you? It's like six hours. That's yeah, not, uh, north or south? South. So we got to go south. And yeah, I've, I've had my experiences in New Orleans. And uh, farewell to the to New Orleans. I try to stay out of it. You don't like Nola? Yeah, dude. We got uh, actually it's a funny story. We were uh, I was like seventeen, and we're like, let's go to New Orleans because that's what kids around here do. It's like that's the forbidden city, right? So everybody's got to go. So we go down there and we're underage, of course. And uh, I think we, you know, had some fun and start making our way back. And uh, we decided to pull over and use the bathroom like three o'clock in the morning. Right. Little closed down gas station right there. So we get out, we're doing the business and uh, we look up and it's a sheriff station right there. And they're outside smoking a cigarette and they just come over and arrest us. Like how, st- how stupid For no reason. Be? Well, I mean, it's pissing in public. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and then yeah. the chick that was driving, which she got in trouble for underage supplying alcohol to underage folks because we were all underage. 
and had to get my sister to come pick us up at like three o'clock in the morning, drive four hours. There was, uh, there was, there was four of us and her, and she brought her dog and we're all in the Jeep. So me and my buddy had the ride in the back of the Jeep with a 90 pound German shepherd for six hours. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was so pissed, dude. We went to a, she stopped at a McDonald's cause of course she drove all night to come get us. It was that next morning and we start to get out of the car to go get us some breakfast. You know, we're hung over, been in the, in the jailhouse. And, uh, she's like, Oh no, you're not eating nothing. She backs up so we can see her sitting in the McDonald's right there eating her breakfast but wouldn't let us get out of the car. You fucked with her days. Yeah. So now you're, you're yeah. going to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. She was a baller. That's awesome, man. Um, so back to your music for a sec there. What, what's your favorite song? Man, I guess Oldfield Money, you know, that's the one that I released that really kind of, kind of started the cycle. Like, you know, we're, I was, I was in the Oldfield at the time and like, of course the old COVID, COVID hit and that's when I packed up the trailer and moved back home and I was actually still doing a little bit of work for the company, but we were just so slow, man. Like no new, we had this big contract and no new work was coming. So I was like, man, I'm just going to start doing my music thing, you know, like now's a good time. So I released a few songs and then I, I wrote old field money one afternoon and I was like, man, I think this is, I think this is pretty good, you know? So I put it out and uh, put it on TikTok and it kind of blew up. And I think it has like, I don't know, it's got almost like half a million streams now, like platform wide, you know, between Spotify and iTunes, Apple Music, all that stuff. So it's done pretty That's good, awesome. man. Yeah. Where can people find you? Where, what, where can people find you on Apple, Spotify, iTunes and stuff like that? Like where? It's, it's all Ben Allen Curry. Ben um, Allen Curry. Yeah. C-U-R-R-Y. I love your music, man. And that's, that's, man, I was wondering, I was actually going to ask you, could you play us Birdie Ray? Dude, yeah, I got, I got my guitar right here. You think the sound will be all right? Oh, yeah. Someone was playing uh, guitar the other day and it sounded pretty decent. Even if it doesn't, who cares? I, I love, I love that song, man. That's what, that's what initially drew me in, right? And then, the rest of your music after that, your content. And I was just like, man, this guy is awesome. Man, I, I, I try to keep it, try to keep it funny. Try to keep it light. Like try not to take myself too seriously. Like I, I tell everybody the music is a hobby because I, you know, I do have a career and I like, I like what I do and it's nice to be able to be a little bit picky. Right. So you know, I'm not, I'm not counting on music to put food in my child's mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can play shows when I want to play shows or, you know, not. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been good, man. Can you hear that air conditioner running? Is it like too loud? Uh, I could, I can barely hear it. Okay. How's that sound? I, I think it sounds good. Well, I'm feeling a sharp pain in the pit of my stomach. It's just like someone punched it. No good can come from it. I'm thinking it's all in vain. With the news that we're receiving, 
Not much here to believe in. Right now, just want to get even. Then I called out your name. You warned me and your mama gave. Birdie Ray, if you could hold on, I'd like to meet you. There's so many things I want to teach you. Right beside me where I need you. I don't care what the odds say. And I see only do they. They're saying there's a good chance that you'll have complications. One in five, they don't make it. And if you do, it'll be amazing. But you got your mama's strength. And you got my determination. While you fight, we'll be praying. And one day they'll be saying, What was that girl's name? The one that overcame. Birdie Ray, if you could hold on, I'd like to meet you. There's so many things I want to teach you. Right beside me is where I need you. I don't care what the odds say. And I see only do they I don't care what the odds say, and I see only do they that that's beautiful and you know i listen to it like you know probably at least once a week or so when i'm going i'm listening to my playlist because it's it's on my playlist so uh that oil field money and rig welder they're 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 there man i i love your tunes i love your i, I absolutely it, love it man like that's yeah. have you ever gone on tour so i've been playing quite a few shows like you know locally i've actually i've got a show tomorrow around where i live and then i've got a i've got like two shows this weekend in dallas and then i've got some in oklahoma coming up so wow just just trying to spread the word man you know spread the word to the good people um have you have you talked to or um uh i guess i guess talk to have you talked to brian martin at all so it's funny story i did I did talk to Brian Martin, which I absolutely love his music. Like, yeah, me too. It's so Oilfield good. Dad. Oilfield Oil Dad. Doesn't Dad. get better than that. Oh man. my God! Like, and I, I'd heard that song before I before Birdie was born, and I knew it was a good song. And then after, I'm like, oh my God! Like, such a good song. But yeah, so I actually actually talked to him whenever I did Oilfield Money before I put it out, and I was like, you know, tag him in this video, and he me and him chatted up a little bit and uh i was trying to get him to cut that song and he he was going to apparently but he uh had a record deal come up and they didn't they didn't want to get involved with it which was cool but it was still nice to like 
connect with him, you know, because we kind of share some of the same, you know, obviously being in the oil field and stuff. And yeah, I reached out to him. I reached out to him about coming on the podcast, and that's the first and only time so far that I've had to deal with someone's agent, right? Like to come on to my podcast, and it's happening. They agreed they're going to come on. Uh, they're going on tour here in April. And April is it April? Yeah, April. And yeah. at some point while they're on their tour, they're they're actually coming on on the uh, podcast. So or oh, he yeah. is anyway. And and man, that was that was so cool. As a guy who works in the oil field, is an oil field dad, and just that song hit me before I had kids. And you know what I mean? Like, damn, you know, like you know, I I, I didn't understand it. But I kind of did, right? Yeah. You know, I had dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So no, but I, I, I liked the song before I had kids. But when I had kids, man, that song brought tears to my eyes. You know what I yeah, mean? Dude. Like, damn. You know, and and so, yeah, I was excited when when his agent reached out and said, "Hey, man, yeah, absolutely. We 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 should get on a phone call and chat." So I got on the phone. I called them up. We talked for like twenty minutes. And it's happening. So at That's some awesome, point, dude. it will happen, and I am excited about that. That's cool. He he's uh so a guy that I play with quite a bit, who's actually I owe a lot to Mr. Zeb Rogers. You ought to check him out. Okay. Uh, uh, he was, you know, he he knows Brian, and uh, they they keep in touch. But like, you know, I I don't know. I just think the world of Brian. Like, I don't know him personally, or hadn't talked to him much, but. Uh, just love his music, man. Like it didn't, you know, I'm, and and I like it because he's, you know, one of us. Well, he's one of us, but it, that's yeah. not all he's about. Right. There's some yeah. singers out there that's like, you know, it's just Oldfield and all they write is Oldfield stuff. And it's very inspiring because he's, you know, he's gotten away from that. Like he's not known for just being an Oldfield guy anymore. Like he's known for being a, a great writer and good music and, you know, just country badass stuff yeah he's awesome yeah yeah it's yeah like like it it helps and it it's it started here right and and he he acknowledges that you know what i mean like he's like hey i started here right and now i'm over here and you know what it's perfect because evolution right it shows the evolution of what of, of a man of what man or humans can be and and become right and you know he's gone from being a roughneck you know what I mean? Just just another dude on the rig to yeah. a dude on the rig singing to a dude on the rig to a dude not on the rig who's who's found his passion, his calling. You know, yeah. it shows the rest of us that, hey, man, you know, like we could do it if we wanted to. You know what yeah. I mean? And and or if if you need to, you know what I mean? And that's I love that. Yeah. I love that. You got to put the work in, man. Like, absolutely. You know, in sobriety, I found that it's like you know, growing up, like you, you hear about these things and like, you know, being a country star, seeing these guys on CMT, like that stuff was so far away. Like that's not possible for people like me where I grew up or people like you probably where you grew up, like it's so far fetched. And then like, yep, you know, the more you live and you, you start getting close to some of these people, like, well, hell, he's from the same town I'm from, and you know he did it. Or yep. it's just awesome, you know. It's, it's very inspiring. Absolutely, like, man. Like, look at look at some of your closest buddies, or not even they don't have to be that close. Like you just said, right? Just someone that you're acquainted with, right? right? And be like, damn, dude, that guy made something. I remember that guy when he was pooping his pants, like 
over here or like <laughs> he broke into this store over here you know what i mean it was an accident we were just kids but he, he still did it and and you know the whole town looked at him as like maybe a shithead and now look at him you know you're not the same person you were right. 15 20 years ago right this is the evolution and when people come into their own and and they mold into who they're gonna be man i love watching those stories and partly why i do this right because i like you know like you said, you were in high school, you were addicted to the opioids, you were an alcoholic, and now look at you, man. You're the furthest thing from that. You're a hardworking dude who loves his family, and you know you got passions and and you know you like you look back at that time as as a learning curve. You know, I had a lot of things to learn and a lot of places to go, and that was not gonna take me to any of those places, and now you're at this place right yeah it's been the journey man like you know of especially with this music stuff like starting to believe more and more in myself and i'm still a pretty big self-doubter you know like uh you know i don't think my music's any good or i get i get in times where i'm like man my music's not really that good it doesn't compare and you know, I'm sure you do the same thing. Like you get down on yourself or whatever. And it's just like, of course. yeah. And you know, it's, it's a, that's a constant battle that I deal with. It's trying to like, dude, screw it, man. Who cares what anybody thinks? Like there's people out there that like it. There's people out there that want to listen to it. Obviously, you know, yeah. Believe in yourself a little bit, man. You yep, can do that's it. all you need to do. A little bit of belief in yourself goes a long way, right? Yeah. Because then you start carrying yourself a certain way. You start you start acting different, right? And and you know, as long as it's not a bad different, other people notice that. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, man, look at like a swagger on that guy. Look at and look at look at the song about Birdie Ray, man. And look at Oilfield Money. Oilfield Money was a party, dude. You know, you you it was like you it was like the the sober party right you're you're you know what i mean like it was just a party of happiness and 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 working and birdie ray man like come on how how do you think that you know don't have any self-doubt when you listen to that stuff because that is incredible music i appreciate it man yeah the, yeah the uh i know you can relate to this but like the main line in the oldfield money song is i don't make a good life i just make a good living and i was Boom. like I wrote that down one day. I was like, you know, I mean, while I'm driving, I'm just thinking of like song ideas and they just pop in my head. And I wrote that down one day. I was like, dude, that's me. Like, you know, for six years until my wife finally convinced me to get out, you know, not get out of the old field, but settle down and get married. You know, it's like, I'm just out here making a good life or, you know, making a good living, not necessarily making for a good life. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's a lot of us in the old field. And I hope to see, you know, people, I like, I don't like to see people covered up and swallowed up by it. Right. I mean, get in there, make your money. Do what get you out. Can, but yeah. Get out if you can, man. Like, yeah. I mean, always I know have an exit strategy, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like 10 years max. Well, I gave myself a five year plan 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've all done it. Oh man. You know what though? Like, Look what it's given me. You know what I mean? Um, before TikTok, and I've said this a couple times in past episodes, um, during that two years where I worked six months at a time and I was barely home, 
I started questioning why I was here. I was in the, in this industry. I was starting to question my role in it, where if I belonged, right? If if this is where I truly want to be, and you know, it it wasn't in until you know uh, TikTok came along actually, and and you know, I, I I was falling out of love with the industry, right? And then TikTok happened, and you know, I realized. I'm very much in love with the industry. I still love it. You know what I mean? Like we said earlier, it's a lifestyle and it's it, it's addicting, right? But like TikTok showed me, you know, um, yeah, the guys around me are going through it, but the guys on the other side of the world, the guys in Texas, the guys in Indiana are, uh, yeah, Indiana has oil, right? I, I went to say Louisiana, but, um, you know, the guys in Pennsylvania, the guys in the back end, you know what I mean? They're all going through it too. And we all found each other, right? Because like, you know, I went from, you know, being a part of this small Alberta circle to being a part of the worldwide picture of the oil and gas industry, right? Like yeah. I've friends with I've made friends with you. I've made friends with a guy from Malaysia who works on a platform rig uh, out in the middle of the ocean, who's a big listener of the podcast, who's turned everyone on the platform onto the podcast, which is insane. Nice. Um yeah, and then, you know, Texas, of course, and different parts of the world. And so, you know, it made me fall back in love with the industry, you know, and, and you know, I couldn't be more proud to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so man. How, how, do you, how do you manage, like, I know for me, like, I was so consumed by TikTok and Instagram and, like, trying to grow this music thing and, like, dude, it, it wore me out, like not really trying to keep up with all that stuff, but like, I mean, I was literally addicted. Like, you know, my child is over here crying and I'm like looking at my phone seeing, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad, but that's kind of way it felt. So like this year I actually like limited myself to two hours on social media and like my phone locks out. Like, I mean, and that's, maybe that's just my personality and you're, you may not be that way, but like, no, that's a addicted. great idea. Yeah, I got addicted, dude. And like, that's, it was kind of consuming me, and like, could kind of tell it's kind of messing with my mental well-being. So, and I know, I'm no, I'm sure, like, you get so many messages and comments and likes and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, how do I deal with? Can that? you turn it off? When yeah, you I, yeah. I I can, I can, and I've done it. You know, when I go home. I, I try to stay off it during the day when my kids are awake and my wife put will put my kids to bed and I'll go live while she's putting the kids to bed. And then my wife will come out and she's like, Hey, I'm going to fold some laundry or I'm going to play. She plays a, a Disney's Dreamlight Valley on the Nintendo switch. Right. So it's kind of like, I'm going to play my game for a little bit. You keep going live. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do this. And then, you know, She'll look at me when it's time to get off. I'll shut her down and we'll go watch a movie. We'll go hang out. We'll do whatever. And, you know, just, yeah, but there is a struggle there uh, at times, right? Like, definitely. I can't lie about that. You know what I mean? Like, I find myself, um, you know, I hit writer's block sometimes, I guess, or creator's block, where it's like, damn, dude, am I letting, who am I letting down by not posting out a video today, right? Well, yeah. nobody nobody cares if I put out a video today or not. That's just me, right? I care. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I think it happened this past summer, actually, where for the first time in two years, well, yeah, two years when I started it, I didn't post a video during the day. I let it go. And I was like, oof. 
and it was freeing you know what i mean it was freeing it was like, yeah cool nobody cared the world didn't stop i didn't lose all my followers we're here right and uh you know there are days now where i'll go i'll go a couple days without posting hell yeah. i don't care i uh, i'll post I'll post a, it's about quality over quantity anyways, right? Yeah. yeah. So, dude, you know. Some of your stuff is so funny, dude. Like, you know, picking on the safety guys, stuff like that. Like, Oh, oh so right now I'm taking on the Camp Cook and, uh, you know, it's funny. But, like, she, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think she thinks it's funny, too, but she's <laughs> playing it up. She's like, what did you say yeah. about me in a video, you know? Yeah, As, like, real funny. Watching. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, she asked me again. the other day when she was cooking my steak, she's like, you want me to hold the spit? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. But yeah, man, it, going after the safety guy and water haulers is a lot of fun. You know, yeah. the safety guy is one of them. And I get a couple of the safety guys out in the field. They come up to me and like, hey, man, that video, what, what, what's going on there, bud? You know, you're like, what's happening? And it's like, man, it's just a joke. He's like, I know. I know it is, but like yeah. I, I got to razz you about it, and I'm like, yeah, it's shit we all go through. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any like welder videos. You, you picking on the rig welders yet? I've taken, I've done one rig welder video, and it did really well. And that was like last winter, and it was like when the rig welder pulls up on the site, and it's like that smells some like some skank ass coochie or something like that, right? And and like it did fairly well, and. Maybe I should do more rig welding videos. You know, there's definitely going to be something out there. But um, no, I, I I have a lot of fun with the water haulers and 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 the safety guys for sure. Yeah, it's very common. Very good stuff. <laughs> um, man. So when do you do you work? Do you still work in Texas, or are you like more local now? So I, I do still work in Texas. We're kind of waiting for like a job big job to come up and probably like i was doing three weeks on and a week off um and now i can kind of set my schedule so i'll probably be more like a one week a month you know and kind of okay. work from home when i can stuff like that uh, you know and that's life. and that's and that's good you guys can you guys you can handle that i know a lot of guys they make a lot of good money but um, you know, they take more than a week off and it's like, Ooh, I'm broke. Right. And it's, yeah. well, I, I tried to set myself up when I was doing this. Cause all you hear is like, you better hang on to your money in the old field. It goes up and it goes down. And yeah, so I, I did pretty good. You know, I tried to set myself up where like, if anything ever happened, I could take some time off or, you know, still survive. So Yeah. It's all good, man. It's good, man. So, so you really don't care if you have a couple weeks off at a time. You're just yeah. like, hey, man, I get to hang out with my wife and my kids. You're soon to be kids. It's going to be kids. plural very soon, right? Right now, you're just got hanging out with Birdie Ray. That's right. We we have yet to come up with a name for baby boy, but you got to sing a song about baby boy, man. You gotta, it's got to be something there. It's got to be. Maybe it'll come to me. It will. It'll come to you. Just be like, uh, baby boy, I'd like to meet you. You know? And, 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 I, don't, I don't know, man. I want to play catch with you. You know? Hell yeah. Let me write go, that down. Go fishing in the pond and I'll back yard. You know? Yeehaw. Yeehaw. You know? I, man, I, I love that, dude. Uh, it's crazy. I, I, You know, if I ever make it out to Louisiana. How, how, okay, say, say it with your accent. Cause, Louisiana. Louisiana, 
Lurgy I'm going to have, I need some beignets or beignets, beignets. I need to get some beignets. beignets. How, how, how are beignets? They're everything that you could ever wish for. The greatest thing on God's green earth? Yes. They're pretty oh, good. Oh my. I've only heard stories and I can't wait to try, man. So like my goal is to go to NOLA. Only once, I guess. Yeah, you know. Um, there's, the best, yeah. there's a couple of creators in Louisiana that that I watch. You know, Brittany Lockridge, I think her name is. She's a no New Orleans. She's a Noah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, she's she's way yeah. She's below the equator. She's the be- equator. Yeah, she's below the the I, I ten. Like once you get below that, it's like yeah, that's Cajun. Cajun, sure. and then that's like, uh, like that's the swamp, right? That's where yeah. you know you find gators and stuff. That's down in the dirty, down in the bayou, the bayou. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. That's the you. One. You go to the bayou. Have you been to the bayou? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, been uh, so we usually go on hunt trips down there, like uh, till hunting during uh, till season. I don't know if you're duck hunter or anything like that, but yeah, dude, it's a lot of fun. A lot of mosquitoes. How Good big time. are the mosquitoes down there? They're like bald eagles. Bald eagle. Ah, yeah. so up north here, we we have mosquitoes. Uh, in the Northwest Territories, we call them. Canada is a big, vast place, and the Northwest Territories is huge. You go up there, and and Northern Saskatchewan too. You go up there, and uh, the mosquitoes eat the bats. Yeah. Oh yeah, the bat. Oh, the mosquitoes are monsters, and they take a nice chunk out of your skin too. Hmm. I know all about it. <laughs> oh man! Um, so, do you got any plans for like a new album or anything like that? Man, I, I do. I, I haven't really put it in motion yet, but I'm. I think what I want to do is kind of get a little more personal and release some songs that's just like acoustic, uh, and maybe you know, like harmonica or something real simple and. You know, that was kind of my goal when I started putting out music was just like, get these songs out that I've written. You know, I've got a buddy of mine, Tim, that's just like always hounding me. He's like, dude, you're good. Put your music out there. Just put it out there. And uh, finally I did. And But I, that's kind of what I want to get back to focusing on is like less about uh, not producing, but like promoting music and just like get back to writing music and doing like doing what I love. I mean, I just love telling stories. I love writing music. I don't, I don't enjoy promoting myself. I don't enjoy, uh, I mean, I do like playing shows. I don't like sitting up there for three hours and playing cover songs. Like I like to play the songs that I wrote. I like, you know, yeah. uh, Yeah. You're playing uh, someone else's story. You want to play yours. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have a plan to put like a five or six song kind of EP out. Uh, acoustic, you know, some old songs I wrote, some new songs I wrote. I got another, I got another song that I wrote for Birdie Ray. Um, you got another one that got, no one's ever heard. No one's ever heard. What's it's, this it's, one called? It's called, uh, it'll either be called uh, Two Rivers or Between Two Rivers. So where I grew up, there's the Red River on one side and there's the Washita River or the Mississippi River on the other side. And so I was thinking about that. I was like, it's kind of like a lesson song, like, you know, this is kind of how life's going to be. And when these things come up, you know, and it's, that's just life between two rivers. That's just kind of where we grew up. So 
Okay. One of those. I uh, I have a girl. I had a girlfriend, and oh, I don't have this girlfriend. Let me get that clear. Sorry, I Hey-o. said that. Hey, I had a girlfriend in uh, middle school. Her name was Devin, and she had spina bifida, right? And she, yeah, I think we talked about that on TikTok Live, actually. Yeah. Um, but she she walked with like you know I think she. I don't want to get the details wrong. So if Devin, you're listening, I'm sorry. I think she had like a tiny, tiny hunch, right? Just a slight one. And then like her, she had a bit of a, like, um, like a limp, right? It, you know, it didn't, didn't really affect her that much from the outside looking in. Now, if I don't know if she was in pain all the time or not, but she never said anything. And I think, right. I, I don't think she was, I think she was, she was fine. You know, and so, you know, she, she's grown up now. She's got a husband and I think four kids and she's living life, man. She's a teacher back home in Ontario and dude, you got nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? Birdie Birdie Ray is going to grow up to do great things. Yeah, there's no doubt. And like, I can remember talking to her mama, like before she was born, I was like, you know, baby, if she can't walk, I'll carry her everywhere. Hell yeah. And it's like. You know, now she's, I mean, she's so close to walking, but like, even if she needs a little assistance or, you know, walking sticks or, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, she's awesome, dude. She's going to be great. Hell yeah, man. And, you know, I think what hit me so much about that is like, I have daughters, right? And yes, same. If any of them needed anything, man, you know, and I, I would be there in a heartbeat to do it, you know? Yeah. And and that's that's kind of what resonated with me, right? Because and and just the song, man, like it was it was beautiful. If I wish I had a guitar skill <laughs> and I could sing, I would sing to the womb all the time, man. <laughs> or I would have sung through the womb all the time, because like you know, Parenthood is a beautiful song that you just sometimes you can't find the words for. Yeah. Oh well, shit! It's, <laughs> it's it's still hard to sing, man. I'll tell you that. You know, especially live. I play that song. I've been playing it for a year now. And it's like, you know, just recently did I stop tearing up as I sang it because I start reliving all those emotions, you know, like even though they're not with me today, like everything's, you know, as good as it can be. It's like it takes me back to that time where it's like, you know, you were scared. Yeah, scared to death, man. Like, you know, this is your your baby girl. Like, is she going to be okay? Is terrifying and then you know you spent some time in the NQ and like i wish i could show you a picture of her when she was born like she had this huge opening in her back and it's like she had surgery the next day and it's like is she gonna wake up from surgery you know it's like just all these things that you know a child shouldn't have to go through and really neither should the parents and it's it's tough man but we were in a hospital in Houston and, you know, they were, they let us stay in the hospital there. So we stay real close to her through the Ronald McDonald house. So like every year we, every time we go back, we got to go back every six months. We always donate to the Ronald McDonald house. So you still got to go back every six months. Yeah. Just to check up. So like, you know, we talked about some of the issues. I don't think we talked about a lot of them usually have like bladder issues. So they have to check her bladder and make sure her, bladder's working or kidneys are working and all that kind of stuff. So they do routine checkups. Like right now it's every six months. And as she gets older, it'd probably be every year. Just make sure everything's good. Man, you're going to be walking her down the aisle with no problems one day. 
Stop it. <laughs> Dude, I've been I've been thinking, you know, like every time I see my daughter, right? I'm just like one day I'm going to have to give this kid away, you know, and fucking it's not me that and I'm talking about my youngest. It's not me that kid's going to have to worry about. It's her, right? Like whoever she ends up marrying God bless their soul. <laughs> right? Like she is, she's the devil incarnate, man. It's insane. She's wildfire, huh? Well, you know, I, it, they're two, they're two different roses from the same garden. You know what I mean? And it's, it's crazy how, you know, I, I figured when my oldest was born or no, when, when my oldest, you know, we were, when she, she was already, already born, but when my daughter, my, my youngest was in the womb, I figured, you know, my wife was pregnant with her anyway. Uh, I figured, you know, fuck, I got this, right? We we got the book on this already. There's one right there, right? Like, Bruh. easy. We went through this once. How hard could it be? Crack your knuckles, put your arms back, and wait for delivery day. Let me tell you what, bud. Uh, they wrote a whole new book. Different I'm, instructions. I'm terrified <laughs> of that. Like, I've heard, like, if you have one and the first one's good, like, Get ready for oh, the second one. Here it comes, man. It's going to yeah. be, it's not going to be bad, but it's going to be, it'll be an experience. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be exactly the same, huh? Expect no, different no. things. Absolutely. Hey, so there's a couple of things I want to know before we, uh, we, we get to the end of, end of this year. Can you play Oilfield money? Bro, I got you. Oh man. I love this song. And, Dude, I hope I hope people download this song and add it to their playlist. Me too. That'd be cool. Uh, can you like edit out the tune up? Yeah, I mean, sure, if you want. Part of the process, right? Showing you how you get ready and how you prepare. Screw it. It's close enough. We'll just go with it. All right. It doesn't matter. Close enough for the girls I go with anyway. Here we oh. go. I rode to the bank just the other day, working on the tail and got carried away. Her old eyes got big as a hand when she saw that check I was cashing in. I swear I heard bells ringing in her head. She dropped what she was doing and climbed up in a cab. Pretty little thing, don't know what she was thinking. I don't make a good life, I just make a good living, yeah. That old field money, seven days a week, I can sleep when I die. That old field money. Get it while it's good and the cotton's high. Buying fast cars and love fast women. I don't make a good life, I just make a good living. Yeah. I met an old girl, she was mighty fine. Spend my last dollar trying to make a mind. She wants to know why I can't settle down. Cause money's too good working out of town. So give me a little dollar, but I have to pass. I'm old field trash, making old field cash. Ain't no shame, I'll be the first to admit it. I don't make a good life, I just make a good living. That old field money, seven days a week, I can sleep when I die. That old field money. 
Did it while it's good and the cotton's high. Buying fast calls and love and fast women. I don't make it feel alive. I just make it feel living. song man i love it it'll fire you up won't it that'll get you fired up for a good start of your 12 hour day you know what I mean? hell yeah you're just, man you're just going in you're like fuck well, i don't want to be here right now and then it's like fuck it i don't make a good life i make a good living let's, oil field money get up on there and get the let, voice let's just get that money boy let's get it let's get it oh man that fires me up i just want to go to work right now <laughs> <laughs> Oh damn, that's awesome, buddy, man, uh, dude. I I tell you this all the time. Every time, like the first time you ever came into my live, you followed me back. You came into my live, and I'm like, I got real excited. I'm like, oh my god, Ben Allen Curry's here. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, and and I got real excited. And you came in and we chatted and you played Bernie Ray for me on my live. Well, you, not for me. You played it for everyone that was in there because I wanted them to hear it too. And uh, same thing here. I want everyone who's listening to hear you and hopefully, you know, go over, follow you, go download your music, dude. Cause honestly, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You're just, you're constant in my, in my uh, playlist now. So, and on my, on my TikTok, uh, if you don't pop up on my FYP, I usually once a month will go looking for you, see if there's anything new. So, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, that uh, that motivates me. I appreciate it very much, yeah. man. I I hope you never stop being you. Yeah, uh, you're Thank just you. you're amazing. You're incredible, and never change. Thank you. You you you're the same, man. Like uh, thanks, buddy. You know, it's not just a full field connection. Like when I came in your live and. We just talked and you made it real easy to talk to. So I appreciate you being a friend and inviting me on this podcast for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to get you uh, on here a while ago, but, you know, schedules and busy and, uh, you know, hey, it happens when it happens. It's meant to happen when it happens. You know what I mean? Maybe a couple weeks ago wouldn't have been so good. You know, we wouldn't have had. Who knows? Who knows? It's supposed right. to happen when it happens. Oh, I, when I ask people and they say no, and they're like, sorry, man. And I'm like, hey, don't say sorry. This podcast is not going anywhere. We'll get her done when it gets done. It doesn't matter. Yeah. How's it How's it doing for you? Really good. You know, uh, the numbers The numbers are great. I'm not in it for the numbers. I like the conversation. Yeah. You know, and, and I, the feedback from it has been amazing so far as well. Like, you know, the people that have been listening to it have been like, hey, man, I follow this person now and I, I love the conversation you've had with them. Uh, you know, Dougie snakes, huge guy in the, oil, in, uh, yeah, he worked in the oil patch, but huge guy on TikTok. And, you know, uh, so many people can relate. So many people have gone down that road, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or are going down that road and, and don't know that they need a way out yet. They know they need to get out, but they haven't figured out a way. And, yeah. and hope, and, 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 you know, 
the mental health conversations we have. I've gotten messages about that saying, hey, thanks for having that conversation. As a man who works in the oil field, it was supposed to, you know, be this, you know, shining example of what men are supposed to be like. You can you can let down your guard and your walls and talk about how you're feeling. That's that's inspiring. And I'm like, man, I'm not trying to be inspiring. We're just trying to do the right thing, you know. Yeah. So well, this is this is uh, other than like one TikTok where I posted about my sobriety. Like this is first time I ever really talked about it uh, publicly, I guess, and. um there, there are a lot of people out there that struggle with it and wonder what that life is like. Is it, is it possible? I mean, dude, I got sober when I was 20 years old, you know, it's, it's definitely possible. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, what, what are you, what are the wife, what's the wife and, and kids? Cause there's technically they're both there. What are the wife and kids doing right now? Uh, she's trying to put the, put birdie ready to sleep and they're in there okay. watching TV. Yeah. All right. I was going to say, I, when I asked you to play the guitar, I, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't thinking about that. Right. I wasn't thinking, oh, oh no. man, it came to me while you were in the middle of it. I was like, oh no, what are the babies asleep? It's kind of late. No, it's all good. It's all good. She's used no, that's, to it, man. No, dude, you, I bet you, I bet you she'll be playing along with you one day. I hope so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You can do the Birdie Ray and Ben Allen Curry, uh, do core duet, uh, traveling duet show i don't know that'd be you can make your yeah. own album yeah the duet the duet the duet squad the the trio because there will be three there will be three are yeah. you gonna go for one more I'm, or is this it this is it dude getting the getting the snip snip after this but That's i will it. i will force those children to play musical instruments hell yeah I'll, i'm gonna beat it into them <laughs> look this, so I, I talked my wife into letting me buy this guitar because it has a it's a hummingbird yeah and we were down there in houston getting ready for uh getting ready for birdie to get here and i was like oh babe look like like i totally didn't know what it was i was like oh babe look this one has a bird on it we got to get it for birdie ray anyway <laughs> and she let you do it <laughs> you tugged at the heartstrings and that was it that was it dude <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Boom. That's awesome, man. Um, okay, well, one one question I like to end the podcast with, and, uh, you know, you, of course, you know what Mount Rushmore is. You're, you're American. So uh, Mount Rushmore is, has the four most influential people uh, in American history on it. And so who would be on your Mount Rushmore? Who do you look up to or inspire to be? Dude, what a good question. And I, I have three that come to mind right off the bat. So one is a singer songwriter from Alabama named Adam hood. Uh, I advise everybody to go check out his music. Um, he did it his way, man. Like, you know, uh, he wrote songs for big folks. He's wrote with Chris Stapleton and wrote for Miranda Lambert and little big town and all these things, but he did it. He, he sang the songs he wanted to sing. You know what I mean? Nice. Really good music. Um, really the reason why I got started playing. And then also uh, Chris Knight is another tremendous storyteller, huge songwriter. Is that everybody. Knight with a K or? Yeah, Knight, Knight with a K. He's got, he's got a song uh, called Old Patch Town. Check yep. that one out. You may okay. like that one. Okay. And what's the, uh, what was the first guy's name again? Adam Hood. Adam H Hood. Yeah. H-O-O-D. All right. I'll check him out too. And then, uh, man, I'd have to say my stepdad, like 
you know, I've got that song called Car Guy. We grew up working on hot rods. He did paint and body work for 20 years. Very influential in my life. Uh, he's up there for sure. And let me think of a, I had a teacher in college. He was a military guy uh, named Mr. Pike. He, he taught me how to teach myself and got me to where I am, you know, made me believe in myself. Let me put one more up there. I got a okay. buddy of mine. I got a buddy of mine named Steven Aaron. He was just a, he was just a hillbilly hick from Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, you know, he was an older guy and was going to going to college and uh, made me believe in myself that I could, that I had it in me to do something better for myself. And uh, so I put him up there too. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. I love that. I, your, your Mount Rushmore is, you know, very you, you know, the singer songwriter thing. And then, you know, where, where you were saying earlier, you know, you weren't sure where you were going in life. You were going through addiction. Mental health is definitely a part of that. And so, you know, um, two guys that, that tried to, you know, Hey, there's better, you know, there's, there's a better version of you and it's right around the corner. Right on, man. That's That's huge, buddy. That's a good question. Thanks, man. Uh, my boss actually asked, uh, that of me a couple of years ago. So it's changed. It's changed a couple times. Right. Um, and recently I, I was asked that on, on a podcast and number one is my dad. Not for reasons that most guys have their dad on would would have their dad on there. It's someone I aspire not to be, and yeah, he and he's relate. he's up on there. You know what I mean? He's up on there as as you know. There's a different path. You know what I mean? Don't don't be this guy. You go whatever way he went. Go the opposite way. You know? Yeah. Um, my nana. I didn't meet her until I was twenty three. My dad was adopted when he was younger and. Uh, you know, found his real birth mom um, 50 years later through uh, the ancestry thing, not the ancestry thing, uh, the Children's Aid Society anyway. And so she's on there. Uh, she She's she's a fighter. You know, she was supposed to die a couple of times and cancer was supposed to take her out. She fought, fought it, done. Um, she was in a bad car accident where she died i think once or twice and they she's here um and wow. she just had two strokes two christmases ago back to back and you know she's she's fighting it man you know i mean she's she's fighting it she's not doing so good health wise you know she she's her mind slipping a bit but you know and, uh, i have a hard time with that a little because you know i didn't really know her growing up and she didn't know me so i'm part of that short-term memory that's gone for her Oh, and wow. that's that that hurts that hurts a yeah. little bit but we get over that i guess and uh my wife my wife and my kids that's awesome yeah shout man. out to my wife and kids too amen to that. Shout out. yeah hey listen listen to my song uh i just released the latest one called just close your eyes close your eyes kate i'm writing yep. that down just close your eyes Yep, it's a song i wrote about my grandmother um went to see her in the hospital before she passed and like she kept saying she was ready to go home. And I was like, I was like, no, you, you can't go home. Like, you know, you're, you're not doing too good. You're sick. She's like, no, baby. She's like, I'm ready to go home to heaven. And I was like, Oh, damn. And, and like, dude, I came home that day and I wrote that song in like two seconds. Yeah. Check it out. My, my, uh, I will. My, um, wife's Nana, 
grandma, sorry, not Nana, her grandma, um, was, it was Christmas Eve. She lives in a home and, you know, we're, we're back home visiting and uh, she was supposed to come spend Christmas with us, right? We're all going to be under one roof. And um, she, she was walking around the nursing home saying, I'm going home. I'm going home for Christmas. I'm going home for Christmas. She went and had a nap and never woke up. She went home for Christmas. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, she went home for Christmas. And uh, I remember I only met her two or three times. Uh, the first time I met her, my wife and I had already been together like 12 years. And, uh, you know, just family stuff, right? So 12 years we'd been together before I met her. And and the first time she came up to me and she's like, you must be JR. Because my name is Richard, right? And Richard. uh yeah, she got it. She got the initials wrong, but she she was there, right? Uh, you must be Jr. Aren't you a handsome little critter, right? And I was like, <laughs> oh geez, I like this woman already, right? And you know, just you know, I I only met her a couple times, but you know, someone definitely worth remembering and missing for sure. Thank you. Hell yeah, man. I'll definitely give uh, just close your eyes. I'll listen to probably right after this. I gotta go call my kids soon, though. Uh, they're getting ready for bed, and you know, um, it's huge being back in camp or being done work in time. Most of the time is, you know, uh, if I can't make it back to call them before I go to bed, it just ruins my whole night, right? It's yeah. just like, ah, this, yeah, yeah, I didn't make it. It's shit. Um, when when I make it back before they go to bed and I get to call them, I'm just it's it's a great feeling, you know. It's it's awesome, dude. amazing. Yeah, we'll go call them. All right, buddy. Sure. Well, thanks thanks for coming on, man. This was fun, and uh, you know, I I can't wait till it, it releases. You know, it'll be. I think this one will be like the first Tuesday in May, actually. But uh, you know, just yeah, I I can't wait for it to come out. I'm gonna listen to this one back probably a couple times. I like to listen to them. You know, figure out. You know how i can improve or just to listen just because it's amazing right and and you know i like that guest and you're definitely someone i really enjoy talking to so i'm probably going to listen to it back a couple times anyway i got a, a bit of a drive tomorrow so uh I'll, I'll throw on the bluetooth in the truck and away i'll go well i appreciate it man look you you stay safe out there and keep keep doing it for the reasons you're doing it thanks man i appreciate that yeah Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. That at the end of the day, that's the only reason why. You know, um, yeah. I, 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 you know, I lost, I lost that whole thing. I'm out here just solely because I want to be oil fooled, and you know, uh, you know, and you used to think it was this kind of tough working in the in this industry. It's it's here, that's all right, dude. here, and you know, um, it took a while to realize that. But uh, here we are, man. And so my my why has changed quite a bit in the last, you know, five or six years. So I bet. Yeah, I bet. absolutely. Yeah. Well, good All right, good buddy. talk to you, man. Stay Great safe. talk, man. This has been fun. And thank you guys for coming on. And hey, Ben, stay frosty. Later, brother. Later, brother. 